Hey guys, it's the Zigman and Zach Takis, and when you finish it up to listen to this great podcast, make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right, we're new to the EMT Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right, we cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independence We cover that too with our pro wrestling calendar. That's right, Zigman. Not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com shotgun radio and the number one we hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on twitter and facebook at shotgun radio and the number one you're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network yeah it's a mouthful for more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy visit electronicmediacollective.com and now our feature presentation and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also, each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, look, if I can sum up Dolomite in one word, it would be this, guys. Wait, Dolomite? Snooze Or Dolomite is my name. Are we talking about Dolomite or the the movie we watched? We're talking about Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. The Netflix release with Eddie Murphy. And I just told you that if I could sum it up in one word, Snooze Fest. I watched it twice for this review. Twice for this review, I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I had too much whiskey the night before. Let me watch it again. God, I am bored. What? I don't understand. This was like a a short story. 118 minutes running time on this movie. And I think for as short a movie uh, as you may may think it is, uh, it's not, I'm sorry. It's not as short a movie as you think it is. And it plays like two hours. And I think it tells a great story, but it's a simple story. We've seen this story before. I, I think this is a Hollywood story, you know, something that the movies like. Rags to riches, the, you know, character that wins the lotto and makes it big. Yeah, this movie doesn't, it doesn't stray far from the biopic formula that works. But I don't understand what the snooze fest part of this was. I think that there was enough to keep everything going and rolling and to have this be a true story or based off of the character of Rudy Ray Moore uh, who Eddie Murphy plays in this movie it adds some charm to it I think the snooze fest I think I think Jordan finds this to be a snooze fest because going back to um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood he hates happiness he hates when other people are happy or when they find success so I think that like there wasn't enough sadness, enough defeat on Rudy Ray Moore's part. He just kept, you know, once there was uh, an obstacle, hey man, he got a little angry at first, and he realized, you know what, I just got to work harder to get over the top, and that's what he did. You know what, okay, that's so right. there's not enough gore in this movie for you, Jordan. Okay, so two things, two things. Fuck both of you. 
mm-hmm. about happiness right there. Mm-hmm. Just just mm-hmm. putting that out there, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, there's nothing in this, in this movie. There's no weight. There's there's no drama. There, there's the characters are one dimensional and very very flat. I understand why. Uh, what did you say, Ryan? That Eddie Murphy got nominated for what for this movie? Oh, he got nominated for a Golden Globe, and so Thank did you. the movie. Thank you. He got nominated for a Golden Globe. This is the Golden Globe saying, hey, Eddie, we liked you in Beverly Hills Cop. You've had a shit career after <laughs> that. Uh, you did Nutty Professor 1, which was like a box office success, but then you had Janet Jackson the second one, and we're just going to forget about that. But we're going to go ahead and give this to you because you did a biop. Congratulations. Boring. He didn't get it for uh, Dreamgirls. No. Guys, he come got, on. He did get an Oscar nominated. It's his only Oscar nominated role is Dreamgirls. This this is actually his first R rated movie since Life back in nineteen ninety nine. Which Life with Martin is good. Lawrence. Thank you. Life is <laughs> Life is a good really, movie. Life is fun. Guys, this movie's boring. No, I no, I'll agree with you. Like there is no weight to this movie. It, it for it being based on a true story of a guy who like they they don't really go into his past where he's you know the son of an abusive sharecropper in the Midwest. It's all like this happy-go-lucky aspect. And even when there are instances where he has setbacks, like when his movie doesn't sell, they're they're, they're kind of quickly solved, and there's no lingering effects from any any of the issues he comes across. So like, he doesn't have any money, but he finds a way around that to make the movie. He doesn't have any money, but he finds a way around that to produce his records. No one wants to buy his... No, like, no radio wants to play his records, so he finds a way around that to get them to want to play the records. But again, there's no real weight to it. Like, it's you're not struggling... He's not struggling like uh, Ray Charles did in Ray, you know, or Johnny Cash didn't walk the line. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I just find it that there's no weight. I find that the characters are one-dimensional. I understand why they gave it uh, gave the Golden Globe nomination to Eddie Murphy. Congratulations, Eddie. Good job. He did Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 in Life, and that's about it. I mean, oh, and Raw. Thank you for Raw. I, I mean, other than that, it was... What I feel I had... weird that you're you're glossing over trading places and coming to America. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am the I am. golden child. I am. I am purposely. You don't taking want vampire over in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. Look, I think this is a golden fun child, and that is my statement. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a great cast. I think it's a good cast. I, I think the casting is understand really, really why fun. you need this movie to have a. A, such an obstacle for it to, to climb. This this is a simpler story. I, I get it. It, it. Just not your beat, and that's fine. I saw this movie. It's just a, a simpler, uh, just kind of a, a piece of, of story that happened once upon a time, and that's just what it is. It, it, with a, uh, a cast of colorful characters, everyone pretty much just, just kind of playing something really you know eccentric and wild and everyone's just having fun with it i i think that's just what it was i thought it was more of like a simpler movie was it um worthy of a nomination i i don't maybe not for for best movie but i listen i enjoyed the movie everyone just seemed to kind of have fun with the with what they were doing type of thing it didn't need to be anything uh, um you know what i mean like like groundbreaking and the character didn't need to have like uh is up and down. It was just trying to show this clear message of, of uplifting kind of a tale of dolomite. Well, what I'm looking for is this, okay? What I'm looking for is this. I'm going to interrupt you here. Uh, the character Ryan. itself, it's hard to, to, you know, when I'm 
trying to pep up the the my talk and then I end it with eh, dolomite. Dolomite. <laughs> Look, dolomite. Character. Dolomite. I I did a lot of digging on this one because you guys wanted to do this movie and I do and I knew nothing about this movie because we had nothing to prepare for for our uh for our annual award show next week. So I did some digging into this, and I watched the trailer of Dolomite. I did about the original Dolomite movie. This is black exploitation at its finest. And I love black exploitation films. They're fun movies, right? Right. But you can't, can you, how about this? How about this? That's a better question. Can you make a serious, interesting character, dramatic piece off of a movie that came on the 70s that's silly? Now, two years ago, I would have said absolutely not. This movie's not meant to be taken seriously, Dolomite. So then the making of the movie is not meant to be taken seriously until I saw The Disaster Artist, which this pretty much is pretty much the bad version of Disaster Artist. You got a shitty real-life movie, and you got a good, dramatic, interesting movie with some weight to it about the making of that shitty movie, that's what I was hoping I was going to get for this. I was hoping this was going to be Eddie Murphy's Disaster Artist. And what I got, in my opinion, was another fucking Pluto Nash. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> good callback. Good callback to Pluto Nash. You don't hear a lot of people talking about that anymore. I think I think this movie is better than The Disaster Artist. I think, I think The Disaster Artist has a better story, like you said, I think it has it's a it's a better written movie, but this movie I don't I, I don't think they made it. I don't think Eddie Murphy made this thinking like oh this is gonna get me you know back in the good graces everyone's gonna love me after this. I think he made it because I I feel watching the movie this is a genuine passion project where he like he obviously has a he's very fond of Rudy Ray Moore, and the legacy of this like at least the stand up routine of Dolomite if not the movie, because when you're watching him, like he throws himself into the character of Rudy Ray Moore as, as much as I've seen Eddie Murphy throw himself into a character in a long time, maybe since dream girls. Cause I mean, between dream girls and now you got like what Norbit meet Dave, <laughs> a, uh, a thousand words. Not really, meet not Dave really stuff that moments. I don't want to defend that movie, but not stuff that you're going to, you know, you forget about right home about you get, you're forgetting about Bowfinger, but all right. Bowfinger is 2001, brah. Right. I'm talking Dream Girls 2006. We're going 2006, 2019. Let's let's keep the time frame. Right, know bro. your history, man. All right, brah. Continue. But, but yeah, I, I think I, I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed The Disaster Artist, and I think it's just because I think it's because of Eddie Murphy's performance, and also I'm more fond of uh, black exploitation than I am of uh, just crappy movies. But what performance did Eddie Murphy give? This was just your standard Eddie Murphy performance. It looked like he had a little bit of old guy makeup on him a little bit because Eddie Murphy cannot be in a movie without some prosthetic on his fucking face. I don't know why. He didn't add anything to the character. He didn't get. He did not get himself lost in the character like James Franco did with. Well, that's with, with not Tommy true. Yeah, oh yeah. come on, he did. Again, not. again, again, you're making me defend this movie, and and I guess I will because there there were characters where Rudy Ray Moore like really was struggling financially and you could you could feel a lot of the weight on it i don't want to to kind of you know point out well no there was the part when he invested everything into the the warehouse or the the theater that, that he had bought for the for the movie that he was making and i remember it, he was just on the phone right and just scratching off 
just trying to, to land a pitch, land a sail for the movie, or when he was out to eat with his friends, with the with the crew at the restaurant, and he's just like, y'all fucking pay for yourself, you know? Just kind of having a breakdown moment right there. I wonder if they would have had more breakdown moments, if they would have shown maybe one or two more breakdown moments that maybe you would have kind of had that struggle a bit more that you're reaching for more, uh, Jordan, just because there was another part in the, in the uh, when they were filming, too, when Wesley Snipes' character was pretty much having a breakdown as well. Just like, man, fuck this. And who could blame him? But he had to really re- re- more, had to, you know, get the get the spirit back in and say, no, man, we're all in this together. Let's do this. You know, it's my money. Come on. I love when Wesley Snipes walked out of walked out on set with his intestines sticking out. That was pretty funny. That was good. Yeah. So my point was going is that an Eddie Murphy performance in a movie with Eddie Murphy, it, like he doesn't have to get lost into the character for me to enjoy the performance more uh, because like enjoy the movie because his performance more than I enjoy another movie because of another actor's performance. It's the same thing when you watch old uh, Robin Williams movies, like his, his comedies where he, he's just high energy all the time. He's not really, it's, it's not really a different performance than any of the other, you know, high energy comedies he made in the eighties. But they're, you still, like them because it's very he's a very likable charismatic guy that's eddie murphy and all of his good movies uh from trading like his great movies like trading places coming to america golden child uh, beverly hills cop these are all like high energy very eddie murphy performances and this i think i think is uh, just another one like that i mean is it though like okay how about this i guess i'm showing my hand i'm not it i am not an eddie murphy fan i guess there you I, go. I, I, I mean it I don't, I don't, I don't see myself. We, it. we found it, everyone. Yeah, case closed. Found it. Yep. We can wrap it up. <laughs> I mean, I. All right, popcorn ratings, everybody. I love Beverly Hills Cop one and two. Uh, the third one's absolute dog shit. Uh, of course, Trading Places, you know, Golden Child, all this stuff that you guys have talked about. Yes, I agree with you, but I just, I just, I just don't see the appeal with this guy. I don't. And uh, I don't see that he added anything fun to the character. And again, I go back to saying they're making a movie about Dolomite, a movie that nobody would really fucking know, right? So, okay, fine. You're going to make this movie. Great. But there's, I guess my argument is that I wish they would have done something different with different with the material, but but then we get slapstick comedy, bad writing, bad acting. I don't think. <laughs> what are you asking? What, what what more did you want in this in this movie? Like I, I know you. I was asking... hoping to get a disaster artist. I was hoping to get something that had something that, that to make me care, to make me feel for this guy's struggle, to make me feel for Queen B, uh, the woman that he uh, meets who uh, found out you know the husband was cheating and all this stuff, and uh, more of their relationship. You know about how. Why in the hell would a woman in a bar who just got done smacking her husband around for cheating just say, yeah, I'll go on the road with you and be a comedy act, where the scene prior she said, no, I don't really want to perform on stage because I get really nervous I'm going to pass out if I do. And then the next scene she's singing and doing a show tune and she's completely comfortable. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I I get that, but, you know, that entire time that... They had showed their relationship on camera. 
never once did I have any inkling of it being sexual. Like it just No, seems... no, I don't want sexual. I just want the relationship. I just want the, I mean, it doesn't have to be that, sexual that, at that's all. That's your answer for a lot of the, the things. Like maybe that she saw him uh, in a different light. They saw each other differently. And that was kind of in a, in a partnership. And that's kind of, but again, um, I feel like I'm reaching with this point too. And I, Really but give me that partnership. Anyway. Give me that partnership. Yeah, I mean, like, well, give I think me that. I think the only way. I think the only way. Yeah, I think the only way to like kind of defend that. I mean, I agree that outside of Rudy Ray Moore, there's not depth to any other character, um, except for maybe Durville Martin. Maybe um, that's Wesley Snipes' character. Um, is that the movie is focused on Dolomite and and that character and his progression from being a stand-up comedian to him attempting to make a movie so that he can be remembered. Cause that's, that's what he cares about. He wants people to remember him and know of him. So, I mean, just, I'm not, I'm not going to say that part, you know, I wish there were more, uh, more depth to other characters. Cause every, I think everyone outside of maybe Derville Martin in this movie, um, and Rudy Ray Moore are very one note. They're, they're not really interesting characters. They're not very well drawn. Um, they don't really feel like people are actual actual people, but I think that the the movie isn't. But the movie's not concerned about that because it's not it's because it's not trying to be um, in depth retelling of Rudy Rudy Ray Moore's life. It, it just like it has these these beats that it wants to hit, and it doesn't have to be this super self serious uh, biopic because maybe I, I don't know Rudy Ray Moore's life story. I only know what I've seen in this movie. Uh, but maybe he didn't really have, like, outside of just trying and failing to be successful until he was in his mid-40s, he doesn't have any other issues. Like, he he might not have never been addicted to drugs. He might have never had to overcome an abusive uh, relationship, you know? The closest thing we get, like I said, is that abusive uh, stepfather that was a sharecropper in, what do you say, Iowa or something like Nebraska. that? Nebraska. Nebraska. But, like, th- no, maybe Arkansas, there's nothing... Arkansas. Maybe there's nothing that, that really... That really is what you're used to seeing in these sort of movies, and that that for me that's fine. I don't I don't care because the movie was fun in and of itself. It goes by really quick because I think it covers probably what four years in his life, and it just it hits the major moments. Yeah, but see, this is my problem though with that is that you were saying, you know, if you're gonna make that kind of movie, then make me American Pie. If you're gonna make American Pie, make American Pie. Make this a slapstick movie. You're making a movie about a black exploitation film that really wasn't popular. That I don't ever think had an underground huge success. I mean, he did make a sequel, but many. Yeah, he he made many sequels. There's three Dolomite movies, but he made like Disco Godfather, and then there's a. He made he made four movies that got uh, like a like a large theatrical release through actual film production companies before it kind of trailed off in the 80s. But that happened with all black exploitation filmmakers, because black exploitation kind of was of the 70s. It's it's an anger thing, you know, getting you know the voice of the voiceless sort of thing. Um, but like most most black exploitation movies aren't good. No, of course. Like you have the good. ones people remember, like Shaft and Coffee, Black Cleopatra. Foxy Maybe Black Brown. Godfather, Superfly. Foxy Brown. You don't hear a lot, of... yeah, Superfly. But like, and and Dolomite was one of them. But like, there are so many more that no one taught, and like people don't talk about unless you're specifically going into an in-depth conversation about black exploitation. Like everyone knows Shaft just because they've been trying, they've been remaking that for decades. Yeah, um, but like, to, yeah. outside of that, 
outside of that, if you're not a film person, they're not gonna they're not gonna know any other black exploitation movies. I'm just saying that I don't think that the filmmakers or Eddie Murphy knew what kind of movie they were making. I mean, I saw scenes when Eddie Murphy was uh, what by himself learning his lines bef- uh, the day before filming, and that was a real character moment. You know, he had the picture of his abusive father. He's like, "I'm not a farmer like you," and stuff like that. That's great. That that's awesome. That's great. Give me a reason to care about you. But then that that emotion was quickly gone because we get uh, titties everywhere, which I love titties. But but the movie is is saying, hey, I want to be a drama piece sometimes, but then other times it wants to be fucking Fast Time at Ridgemont High, and it doesn't know, it doesn't have its own identity. That's the problem. So I do have a, I do have a, an an uh, analogy or like a reference point for that. Um, this, like I said, uh, my argument is I enjoy this film. It's very entertaining. I, I don't think it's a great movie by any stretch, but I think it's very entertaining, and I really liked it. However. You do need in a, in a script. You do need actual human moments for us to latch on to a character. They have to be relatable and understandable for us. There is a moment in a movie that we all know, because I'm pretty sure we've all watched at least 20 times, called Dumb and Dumber, starring Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels from 1994. People listening, they probably never heard of it. It's kind of an independent small movie, but anyways, um, there's a moment where at the near the beginning of the movie, where Lloyd, that's Jim Carrey, is looking out the window. And he turns to Harry, and he's got a little tear in his eye, and he says, I'm tired of being a nobody. Right? And that kind of sets the whole tempo. Like, everything else after that is is slapstick, farcical comedy. None of it is really relatable. None of it is really logical. It's all just slapstick comedy. Yeah. But there's that one moment in the movie, right there, where he says, I'm tired of being a nobody, where that is a relatable character moment. Yeah. Right? Goal, and that draws you set. into the character. Exactly. It's, it's the same thing they do in this movie. There are moments uh, throughout the entire movie, slapstick, kind of scatological humor. But there are little character bits because they want you to attach to Rudy Ray Moore. They want you to root for him and believe in him because he's the hero of the story. So just because... I, I think your argument that every scene isn't like that, like you have these little bits, but then you have these wild slapstick moments, I don't, I don't buy into that because I don't think that's a valid argument because that's what comedies do you have to have something to latch on to for the character because if you don't care about the characters you're not going to continue to watch the movie yeah i I would think jordan if anything you would find this relatable just in the karate that i saw him do like that's what i think you would do your karate like that's uh, that's what the fuck (laughs) what i if you were to stand up and do karate karate right now I uh, think that it would be not too far off from what we saw Rudy Ray Moore do in this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Look, I, all right. That's I not mean, an like, insult. I, that's just an observation. I mean, like, sure. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, sure, I guess. I get You're your analogy. welcome. I get your analogy, Ryan, of Dumb and Dumber, but when you go into a movie called Dumb and Dumber, you're expecting Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I, I uh, go into a movie called Dolomite, which Eddie Murphy gets nominated for a Golden Globe about a black exploitation film in the 70s. I'm expecting something different. Uh, well, I mean, you did get Dolomite. Yeah. Yeah, and that was his name. That 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 was his name. That was it. Look, uh, I'm not going to deny that I did not have... I did have an interesting time with the movie. 
I didn't completely hate the movie. I'm not going to give it a terrible review overall rating because we've seen a lot worse. My point is just this movie, the way I see it, didn't have its own identity. It had a lot of great actors in it that I was really happy to see. Like, Wesley Snipes, you're out of jail. Congratulations. You're going to do Blade 4? Like, thank you for being in this movie. But, like, Keegan, uh, what, Keegan Michael Peel's in this? That's, that's, that's great. That's great that these, that these uh, Mike Epps, great fun actors that I have enjoyed, are in this movie. So I enjoyed their performances in it. But other than that, it was, it was to me, this was Eddie Murphy's grown-ups. It was like, hey, let's get all my friends together to make this stupid movie. <laughs> and that's great. Congratulations. You made the movie. But it's not good. It's junk food. It's, 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 it's Coca-Cola. It's, it's not V8 juice. You know, it's 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 not good. It's just junk. Well, it, it, that's where I'm coming from on it. Purple words. I'm not saying that it's. Uh, again, I have I have seen a lot worse. I just found myself bored. And all right. Well, I, you know, fair enough. All. That's it's all. And and Ryan, you agreed with me that you thought that these characters were one note too. And these characters were very yeah. very bland. These get these people were bland as toast. Outside of Dervil Martin and Rudy Ray Moore, because Rudy Ray Moore is the only person they really establish anything of a backstory with but again it's his movie he's the main character um derville martin's just a fun character because he's either i think stoned or drunk when he's on screen i'm gonna say stoned well he's i mean there are moments like where he's he's visibly drinking alcohol on the movie set like his uh where the screwdrivers orange juice and vodka screwdrivers yeah jordan you're the alcoholic here is that right absolutely that is correct and i do not like Screwdrivers, so fuck you is the thing. <laughs> I I figured I figured you would have la- at least latched onto and liked parts of the movie because it's about you know a guy with a very little experience and no money, may, like well no money, it was, you know he has to basically trade his his entire career away for money to make this movie. And then like that's what you know we did for a while there. That is what we did for a while, and that's totally cool. But just because I did something like that for. A point in my twenties doesn't mean I'm gonna latch on to every single movie that does something like that. I mean, it. it who cares? I mean, huh? like, I mean, like I it's relatability. That's all I'm saying. I mean, sure. I mean, like people would also say, "What's that called? American movie? The people that are trying to make Coven, Coven, right? That old, that old documentary movie. You know what I'm talking that's about? A good movie. Is it? You guys should. You guys should go watch an American movie. Yeah. I have seen American movie, and my and my point of your statement, sir. It's just because I tried to make movies in the day, my 20s, just doesn't mean I automatically have heartstrings going, go, Eddie Murphy, you make your black exploitation movie. You go, because I know what it's like. No, I, no. Well, we didn't make any black exploitation movies. We could have. but we, well, uh, well, technically, yeah, because, yeah, we could have. But anyways, yeah. no, it's just a thing where you, you, I just figured you would relate to the character a little more. And not necessarily say, not necessarily have you be like, oh, I love this movie, but be like, you know, it's not bad. I, I, I believe in the character of Rudy Ray Moore. Ten years ago, I might have. But I haven't made a movie since 2011. I'm an old man now. All I care about is drinking and my family and my <laughs> podcast. Well, I if this movie had a few more shotgun kills for you, I think you would enjoy this movie, Jordan. Right? Or if this movie had somebody in clown makeup and decided to take over society, maybe I would love it more, right? 
Uh-huh. I would imagine so. You're you've been harping on that movie for quite some time. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. Well, you did bring it up just now. Well, so I'm surprised you didn't bring it up earlier. I almost brought it up as a as a reference of self seriousness. Hey, that's not that's not bad. That means the movie's good, and I'm buying it next week when it, when it comes to release digital on Amazon Prime. So I'm buying it as soon as it comes out. That's just my thing. So okay, you know what? Let's get into our popcorn because I'm interested in what you guys have to say about it. Eric, what is your popcorn rating? For Dolomite. Uh, listen, I I enjoyed this movie. I, I it it just uh, worked for me. I enjoyed the story. It was simple enough to follow along with it. Um, the tasks weren't anything that they couldn't overcome. You could kind of guess everything that was going to happen next. But uh, I just liked the way that it was acted. All the characters were very believable, and I know it to, to be just kind of. I don't know, just like a true thing, you know, and it, it helps with that, too. So I enjoyed it a lot. I would give it a large bag. I really would. I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe just a meeting with a, a lot of shit. No, I'd give it a large bag. I, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I, I laughed. I didn't cry, but I laughed, and that's good enough for me. Wesley Snipes did a great job. I think there's a lot of cameos that were great with it, just like you said. I, I just enjoyed it. Simple movie. Um... I liked Eddie Murphy getting the nod. I don't know if the movie itself deserved it, but you know, whatever. That's 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 for someone else to decide. So large bag. Ryan, what is your popcorn rating for Dolomite? Is my name. I'm gonna give this one a medium bag. Um, now it's it's no a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Okay, we can all agree on that. But it, it's it's funny. Uh, the jokes uh, are good. Uh, I I think. I mean, there might have been some I missed because I was, you know, I was laughing. Um, uh, Dolomite or Rudy Ray Moore is a—it's uh, an interesting character. They don't, like I said, he's the only one that gets really any depth. Um, but I think Eddie Murphy turns in a like peak, like in his prime Eddie Murphy performance in this movie, and I, just that alone is enough to get me to like the movie. Um, Wesley Snipes is very good in the movie. If you if anyone if you don't really want to watch the movie, you should at least watch the scenes with Wesley with Wesley Snipes and his performances. Dervo Martin is it, just his ticks, the little ticks he has that he gave the character in and of himself are pretty hysterical. The movie, it, it, you know, it breezes by. It's it's not challenging. It's not a tough sit. I don't think um, it, it's a good it's a good background movie. If you if you know you just want something on to have noise, this is it's not a bad choice for this one. So I'm gonna go with a medium bag. Oh. Plus, all the women have large tits. Every tit you see is big, so that's a positive in and of itself. Which that's not a complaint. Yeah. Besides the stripper that said no, she didn't want to be in the movie. She had small bitties. Uh, we're all across the board. I'm giving this one a small bag. Um, I don't think this is a movie that's relatively interesting. Um, I don't feel that it's a movie that is definitely worth your time. Um, I think if you're drunk with your friends and want to watch something together, then this will be the movie to do it, which is fine. Uh, but the movie did nothing for me. Uh, the characters did nothing for me. They're very bland. They're, they're bland as toast. Uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah, you know, you did the best acting you've done in over 15 years. Thank you. And are you going to retire yet? I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about him on this. I am not a fan of it. Um, I did like the costume design on this one though. I mean, I felt like I was in the seventies when I watched this. So that was really cool that they, that they stayed true to the timeline. But other than that, it was, it was nothing that I thought that was relatively, 
uh, and enjoyable to watch. It was just junk food that uh, I did not want. I do not want a Milky Way, sir. I want a Reese's, and you gave me a Milky Way. And your and your metaphor is the Joker, Reese's. No, just you know, uh, aliens, Titanic, Joker. Uh, I mean, the list. Can you go literally, I, I literally mentioned Joker by name, and you said no. Yeah, but I said, said other Joker. movies that I'm referring to that I think are better, <laughs> sir. Like Aliens, Joker, okay. Shining, blah blah blah. God, you're okay. such a fucking smart ass. Am I smart ass? You literally. Fuck I said me. is in your. I asked you. This is a verbatim. We can rewind it here. I'll, I know we I'll, can. I'll I know put... we can. How about this? I'm just gonna interrupt you. Can you go? This is a challenge because we get two more episodes for the rest of the year before our holiday break. Can you go one episode without mocking me, Ryan? One episode. I can't. Can I, I can't. You? If we were, if we were betting on like real life situations here, I would lose in a heartbeat. I'm it's, just wondering because a lot of, a lot of times it's just so easy. Yeah, it it's is. It's just easy. so easy. It's just, it's just easy to just. I mean, Eric, do you think Ryan could do it? <laughs> I think he could try. He could try. Eric does it. He's done it for four fucking years. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, uh, we hang up the phone call and he goes and he goes honey now this dipshit said this on the fucking air you know and then he just shakes his head takes a shot of whiskey and goes to bed yeah fuck sum that up pretty like you like you know it (laughs) well (laughs) just saying fuck ryan god damn it all right but that's our review of dolomite is my name and we'll be back next week for our yearly Movie Guys annual award show. I'm so excited to talk about this. Eric, I know you are. Ryan, you're excited to talk about this. We're going to talk about the year and all the votes that you, the fans, have casted. And then the last episode of the year before our two-week holiday break will be Star Wars Riots of Skywalker. I've been waiting for that one as well. So... I'm really excited about that. Are you guys are you guys excited about Star Wars at all before it goes I, on the show? I don't know. It's like a Game of Thrones thing. It's just like fucking just ended already. Oh, interesting, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care. Wow, I'm so not a big Star Wars guy. I guess I'm the only one that's like really excited. Okay, listen, like I I love Star yeah. Wars, but it's just like God, it, I it, I feel like we're at we've we've gone past the point where it's overloaded. You know, it's. I mean, I, I can already tell it's not going to be as good as Joker, so why even bother, right? Well, yeah. fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> Damn it, right? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, or all social medias. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. We'll be back next week for our annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards episode. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>